Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. Hey, my friends, my last six-week course of the year is approaching. It begins on Monday, October 30th. This six-week course is beyond anything you've experienced. We meet four days a week. I will teach you the ins and outs of healing trauma and stress through somatic inquiry, somatic experiencing, and whole food nutrition. You also will have a weekly sound healing, which will help you access your body and get the work to digest on a physical level instead of just a mental one. We have Q&As, we have practice sessions, and we have full-time six-week support via our circle space. If you want to join this next six-week course, go to holisticlifenavigation.com and click on the course. You can join the waitlist, and on September 28th, you'll be invited to register before the public. For more information, visit holisticlifenavigation.com. Hey, my friends, this is a reminder that our next addiction circle is this Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. These somatic addiction circles are incredible. They're supported by Samadhi in Kingston, New York, which is a holistic recovery organization that serves so many people in our local region as well as all around the world through their virtual daily free offerings. 
My part in this is I offer a free circle every other month that teaches us how to hold addiction through the lens of somatics, through the lens of trauma, how to destigmatize it, how to truly understand and connect to it so we can begin releasing it. And so many different people join this circle, um, practitioners, therapists, doctors, people in recovery, people actively addicted, anyone is welcome. Please check it out. Go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, click on events, and you'll find the Somatic Addiction Circle. It is free to join. You don't even have to register. And it's hosted by Samadhi, and you can find more information from them at samadhiny.org. That's S-A-M-A-D-H-I-N-Y.org. So rage and violence and aggression are just really potent forms of anger that get repressed and lurk and just hang out to their moment to come out. And they will often come out in, in situations that are incongruent. So someone might be chewing gum and I might feel like violent rage hearing them smack their lips and their teeth against the gum. That's a moment where my body realizes I have all this rage Here's something triggering it, and I'm probably safe enough to freak out on this person. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where we discuss every aspect of life through the lens of somatic psychology, nutrition, and self-inquiry. My name is Luis Mojica, and I'm a somatic educator who teaches people how to find safety inside themselves so they can better navigate this strange and sensational human experience. Your time to learn begins now. Anger, rage, boundaries. This, these are so... Um, these are pretty chronic, consistent experiences as humans that are maybe the most difficult emotions and expressions to navigate. One of the reasons why is we have overcoupled anger with rage and violence and oppression and harm. And anger doesn't always have to equate those things. So first, I want to just speak about um, boundaries through the somatic lens, so we can understand what the purpose and expression and nature of anger even is. So boundaries, first of all, are the body, somatically speaking, your skin, the clothing you're wearing, your hair, your nervous system's ability to even kind of spread out and feel things in its orbit and its in its environment, right? Our boundaries, but again, body wise, the boundary is the body itself. So when a boundary is violated, we tend to think of someone touching us or pushing us or hurting us physically. And that's not always what a violation is. There are so many other that we, we tend to not really understand um, under the classification of a boundary violation. Boundary violations can also be sensations that overwhelm the body. A really loud sound, uh, a really foul odor, low blood sugar, which means inability to take in information or charge taking in too much information, uh, looking at screens all day long, not getting enough sleep, all of these things create a biology that makes it very difficult to metabolize stressful, sensational experiences. 
And when the body is unable to metabolize a sensation, that sensation builds and becomes overwhelmed. And once it gets overwhelmed, the body feels violated. So this doesn't even have to be relational between human and human. It doesn't have to even be as a result of wrongdoing. It can just simply be too much for my body. So what does the body do with that? Well, the body starts moving into stress responses and trauma responses. So stress and trauma, what's the difference? Stress is when overwhelm gets metabolized. It's short term, and it gets sorted out through the body. Trauma is when that same charge, that same feeling that we feel with stress just builds and doesn't metabolize, it doesn't express, it doesn't go anywhere. And then we, we consider that a trauma because it gets stored and a part of us even shuts down or disconnects because of it. So physically speaking, when your body is having the experience of a boundary violation, it's just feeling overwhelmed. Now, if someone pushes me, that's going to be super overwhelming. Someone yells at me, that can be overwhelming. If I didn't get enough sleep and I have 40 emails, that can be overwhelming. So I'm wanting us to see boundary violation through a lens of overwhelm instead of the idea someone did something harmful, because that's obvious. But there's these other less obvious pieces. So where does anger come in? Anger is how the body expresses and negotiates its boundaries. It is a, a force that moves out from you to give you space between your body and the thing overwhelming your body. So let's say I'm walking down the street and a car alarm suddenly goes off and it's really loud and my body does this, pulls back. And we call that a flight response, right? That's not really anger. My body's removed from it. But let's say I'm like, ah, and my hands go out like that. That's a fight response. My body is propelling outwards to create space between me and the trigger or the stimulus. Mosquitoes are excellent examples. The mosquito flies by your face, you hear it, you feel it. Without thinking, the body swats at it. That movement is a fight response. Someone comes running after me. They're looking like they're going to hurt me. My hand comes out, I punch them fight response. So fight response is, again, often overcoupled only with violence and fighting. But it's any way the body expresses energy outwards to renegotiate its boundaries between itself and the thing that's overwhelming. That can be throwing, that can be yelling, that can be vomiting, that can be screaming, that can be hitting, anything that creates distance between you and the thing. Why does the body want to do that? Because distance between you and the thing means I have more space, my charge eases as I get more space, and then I'm able to metabolize. So it's just the way the body tries to, um, let's say, keep up with the amount of information coming into it. This is why we get irritated. Getting irritated, getting annoyed is almost like the precursor to anger. There's an irritation in me, something's overwhelming and rubbing. And the rub, maybe I'll snap at someone, stop doing that, right? It's a really kind of low level fight response, if you will, but it's still a fight because my energy, the energy of the overwhelm and stress comes out and gets propelled at the source of my stress. Now, I'm not going into ethics here right now. I'm not going into whether this is right or wrong to snap at somebody. I just want to make sense of the somatic anger response and the somatic boundary violation so we can understand the difference between anger and rage and violence. When that desire to express outwards what you need, and I'm going to actually, before I even go there, there's another really helpful example. Just telling you what I need is, the way, is another way the body renegotiates boundaries. 
I say, can you turn your music down a little bit? It's, it's really overwhelming my body. Let's say I'm on a train and someone's listening to really loud music next to me without headphones. Can you put headphones on and turn your music down? It's really it's kind of hard for me to just sit here and, and be. That's an irritation and overwhelm and a reaching outward to the person. I'm not going to call this a fight response, but it's the same energy where movement comes out and I express what I need. Let's say the person listens and they turn their volume down. As they turn their volume down, my body actually gets space between the stimulus, right? The loud music and the response to the stimulus, which is irritation, activation, overwhelm. And I start to settle, okay? Um, so I wanted to say that so we can understand how rage and violence occurs. When that energy that wants to propel out to renegotiate a boundary between your body and the thing overwhelming your body, okay, when that happens, when that isn't able to come out and it turns into a freeze or a fawn response instead, then we start going into rage. Because every time your body wants to propel its needs outward, express itself outward, yell or shout outward, and it gets sucked in, it enters a little reservoir somewhere inside of you and it builds. And that concentrated anger, which is not inherently violent, becomes rage, becomes violence, becomes aggression and blowing up and abuse. So let's just pause and feel that. The energy, the expression somatically of anger, which is something unfurling to move out of me to renegotiate a boundary, when that gets sucked inwards or frozen or fawned instead, it builds and that potency turns into what we call rage and violence and aggression. Now, what does this have to do with fawning or freezing? Freezing is when your body uses its agency not to fight or flight, but to suck inwards, to implode on itself, to literally curl up sometimes, but to implode the energy and keep it stuck in here so you appear calm or even invisible on the outside so people don't notice or see you. That's the whole primitive purpose of the freeze or collapse response. Now, fawning is interesting because I want to express my anger. I want to express my true feelings. I want to express my boundaries. And what happens instead? I smile. Or I nod. Or I laugh. Or I really pretend I'm into you or I agree with everything you're saying. So where does the anger go? Into that rage reservoir. It builds up and it gets potent. So rage and violence and aggression are just really potent forms of anger that get repressed and lurk and just hang out to their moment to come out. And they will often come out in, in situations that are incongruent. So someone might be chewing gum and I might feel like violent rage hearing them smack their lips and their teeth against the gum. That's a moment where my body realizes I have all this rage, here's something triggering it, and I'm probably safe enough to freak out on this person. Usually tends to be the closest people to us. I'm not saying it's fair or good, but that's why it happens. It happens because there's all this untapped anger that just doesn't know how else to come out. So what I'm going to teach you right now in this episode is how to let it come out without doing it onto people. I call this conscious anger compared to unconscious anger, which is really rage and violence and harm and abuse. Conscious anger means I feel that energy of anger. I'm with it. I'm witnessing it. I'm co-creating with it. It's not taking over me. And I facilitate its escape out of my body without having to do that onto somebody. So right now, I'm going to teach you how to do this. I want you to think of um, a situation 
not a big one if you can help it. A simple situation where you've been irritated. It's not even full-on anger, but just irritation. Someone talking too much, someone having a belief you disagree with, someone who triggers you, just something that's irritating. And feel where the irritation lives in your body and take your hand and place it right there. And we're not putting our hand here to relax. We're putting our hand here just to touch into this place, to say, I'm with you. And in that moment of touching into this place that has irritation or even slight or a lot of anger, you're already separating yourself from the state. So you aren't the anger anymore. It's not unconscious. It's conscious. There's the anger. And here's my conscious mind witnessing the anger. Just putting your hand there does that. So pause to notice this. My hand is touching the place where I have irritation or anger, maybe overwhelm as well. My conscious mind is witnessing it. And there's a difference between me and this place inside of me. That's the first step. Okay. The second step, how does this place inside of me want to express? Literally say to it, what do you want to do? How do you want to show yourself? And it will either show you right now through sensation, like you might feel nauseous, you might feel the desire to scream or punt or yell or throw something. You might even get an image. You might see yourself hitting somebody or, or breaking something. You might have instructions that are more verbal, like you want to tell someone, like, go fuck yourself. You know, these, all these things will come up. Try not to judge them. Try not to go into ethics and what's right and what's moral or polite or fair or unfair or just or not. Just go to what your body's showing you wants to do without the attachment of it and without the intention to actually do it. We don't want the anger to be unconscious and go hurt somebody. We want to see what it wants to do so we can actually reenact it alone in a safe way and let it express itself and release some of its potency, okay? So whatever it wants to do, and actually because this is, I'm not in front of anybody here, this is an episode, I'm going to facilitate you with what to do here. Regardless of what it wants, keep your hand wherever that is and take a breath there. And on your in-breath, pull your hands back. So you're like the back of your hands are almost touching your shoulders or your chest. You're pulling them back. Deep breath in and with an exhale out, push your hands like you're pushing someone away from you. But do it slowly. Like even count to 10 while you do it. Let's try it again. I'll count with you. So the hands are back against the chest. Out breath, push out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight, nine, 10, just hold them out. And then almost like you're swimming, spread your hands into the air and just drop your arms for a moment and put your hand back to that place and notice, did it like that? Did it create some ease? Is there more energy coming up? What's it doing with that information? If it wants to do it again, pause me and do it again. You might want to do it 10 times, that's totally fine. Feel what it's like for that energy to have the permission to push and express itself outwards as you breathe, rather than just getting stuck and stored inside of you. Now, this is one technique of many. I teach this in my course. I teach this in my membership space. There are many ways to learn with me how to be with your anger. What I'm wanting you to start with today is just noticing that your anger doesn't have to equal violence. It understandably gets overcoupled with that because we don't have a lot of examples of people being conscious with their anger. How many of you had parents or people in your life that got angry, held themselves in front of you with their hands and said, 
ooh, I feel a lot of anger. Give me like 10 minutes. I'll be right back. And they go and they deal with it and they come back and they're actually not angry anymore. That's very rare. If you had that, I'm clapping for you and them because you deserve it and so do they. It's a pretty amazing experience when it happens. What most of us experienced was unconscious anger turning into rage and violence and abusive behavior and harm. People completely out of control and disembodied by the amount of information in them, all the rage and energy that just needed somewhere to go and it probably went out onto us. So we understandably equate anger with something bad's going to happen, which means when we feel our own anger, we put it into exile. We throw it into a cage inside of us instead of letting it live through us because we're afraid of hurting someone like we've been hurt. And by doing so, we cut off important needs of ours, boundaries, and we end up hurting people, if not only ourselves, because that potency eventually needs to go somewhere. It will either go inwards as a self-attack, or it will go outwards as a triggered attack onto somebody else. This practice will start getting you in touch with feeling your anger, not identifying with it as much, and eventually learning how to release it through intuitive movement, breath, expression, and even somatic techniques if you choose to study more with me or other somatic therapists. Take your time, go slow, and see where this takes you. So that's the end of today's episode. Notice where you feel the episode inside of your body. Those sensations, those expressions, that's how your body speaks to you. Sit with it, be with it, and let whatever wants to come up, come up. Because all the wisdom you're looking for is right there in those sensations. If you want to go deeper into these practices or find more information about my work, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.